I'm Sarah Glover, WHYY's VP of News and Civic Dialogue. In Young, Unhoused, and Unseen, we explore youth homelessness and Gen Z, its root causes, and solutions. We practice empathy and center community voices in our reporting with Temple University's Logan Center for Urban Investigative Reporting. Thank you for taking this journey with us as we examine the issues. Colt Steinmetz has his brown hair pulled back and held down by a greenish-blue bandana. His plaid flannel button-up peeks out from behind his gray-layered coat. Colt is just 19 years old. And in the wintertime, he usually wears two pairs of jeans to stay warm. Colt is homeless. On a brisk fall day, standing in an almost empty parking lot next to the Schuylkill River Trail in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, Colt points in the direction of where he's from, a small town less than two miles away. In the middle of all these roads is a little, maybe like a square mile town called Stowe, and it's uh, it's where I grew up. I've lived around here my, my whole life, you know. Since October 2022, Colt has taken refuge in the various encampments in Pottstown. He wouldn't wish the living conditions, the flooding, the insects, the temperature swings, on his worst enemy. Colt was previously living with his mother, her husband, and his two little sisters. Together, they were still housing insecure. Until until I was 18, I, I, I was never houseless, but I don't think I've ever really not been homeless, you know? Eventually, his mom's rental assistance was cut off. Luckily, they had family in Florida. They moved, but Colt decided not to go. She married a dude when I was like nine, and he's not the greatest person in the world. And I've, I've seen him put my mom through a lot. He's been trying to find a way out of his situation, but it's been extremely difficult. Colt's not alone. Montgomery County's 2023 point-in-time count located 41 unhoused residents living outside in the borough of Pottstown alone. Some, like Colt, are under the age of 24. To make matters worse for Colt, the borough wants the encampments cleared. In Pennsylvania's wealthiest suburban counties, some say it's a lack of political will, not simply resources, that is preventing them from addressing the rising population of unhoused youth amid an affordable housing crisis. I'm Kenny Cooper, a reporter at WHYY News. This is Young, Unhoused, and Unseen, a podcast that looks at who Philadelphians see and unsee every day. Homeless young people, this is Episode 5, Unsheltered in Suburbia. Many people picture the suburbs of Philadelphia as an oasis of green lawns, white picket fences, quality schools, and McMansions. Essentially the perfect place to settle down and start a family. While there may be an abundance of wealth, the perception of an idyllic county couldn't be any farther from the truth. In recent years, the number of people experiencing homelessness has generally been trending upwards in Montgomery County. The youth have not been spared. In 2018, the county provided services and shelter to a little more than 500 children and young adults under the age of 24. In 2023, that number has more than doubled to more than 1,000 youth and young adults. 
While the total number of young people experiencing homelessness in Montgomery County decreased slightly from 2022 to 2023, more are unsheltered. Unsheltered means they are living in a place that is not meant for habitation. Young people oftentimes can be sort of like couch surf and sort of move from space to space more so than some other folks. And so um, for us, it's harder to, to see them all the time. That's Mark Boris, the director of program development for Access Services. He works with Montgomery County to find and assist folks like Colt. When we went on this on this parcel of property that people are saying that they need to leave from, we, we were able to identify, oh, uh, and I think we had five or six people um, that were uh, youth who, who were eligible for other services. Borst doesn't sit behind a desk. He's constantly zooming around the county to get people some help. He's also our guide to Pottstown's homeless encampments along the Schuylkill River. We will walk out along that property. Uh, we will go down into several encampments. Um, the property, the property itself, extends for the better part of a mile or so, um, and and they're what I would describe as dispersed encampments. So it's not like a, a huge city like you might see in a larger urban area, um, but there's there's they're spread out along um, along the, the the wooded area between the bike path, the, the Schuylkill River Trail, and the and the river itself. As we descend into the thick wooded area, trees begin to block out the sun and the leaves crunch below our feet. But we have to be careful. There's a few tents and shopping carts scattered around. I would say over the last five or six years, there's probably been 50 or 60 different people that have stayed here for some, some period of time. Um, at one point, there was probably, um, probably 20, 20 people in this space. The din of insects grows louder as Morse explains the difference of suburban homelessness and urban homelessness. He says it's more dispersed. Plus, there's a greater desire to be invisible. So this was where Colt was. Some neighbors will complain, and sometimes boroughs and townships will respond by clearing encampments. There aren't enough alternatives for anyone who is unhoused. And the Schuylkill River itself has proven to be another obstacle as it has the propensity to flood people's tents. It becomes this elaborate game of hide-and-seek. It's not a game, and it's not funny, and it's not, you know, the, the stakes are high, and, and this is about human survival. Human calls to climate change is creating even more inhospitable conditions, like severe flooding and heat waves. When you're outside um, and you don't have a hope to get inside, at least not for the foreseeable future, it's just... It's just relentlessly hard, and any change that makes things worse, more bugs, more, more poison ivy, um, more wet, um, th- those things just make it all the harder. Kaylee Silver, who oversees Montgomery County's Office of Housing and Community Development, says the county is seeing a steady rise in housing and rental costs. We see that almost half of Montgomery County renters are cost burdened, meaning they're paying more than 30 percent of their income towards rent. Um, And we are continuing to watch as rental and housing prices in every municipality, of which there are 62 municipalities in Montgomery County, are continuing to rise year over year. Silver says this causes people to pay more of their income toward rent. We are hearing anecdotally that this is also having an effect on young adults and young students who are now struggling to, um, you know, buy homes in their neighborhoods, uh, move out of their parents' house, 
or other living situation or be able to rent. A majority of Montgomery County's unhoused 18 to 24 year olds are parents. Silver says the ongoing economic impacts of COVID-19, the remnants of Hurricane Ida wiping out more than 100 affordably priced rental units throughout the county, combined with already rising rents and housing costs, has created a trifecta of systemic drivers fueling the homelessness crisis. So this is my office, technically. <laughs> um, we have supplies in the back the best we can. His name is Robert Wood, but everybody calls him Woody. Woody is a street outreach coordinator for Valley Youth House's Synergy Project. I'm in the back of Woody's car, a.k.a. his office. We do have credit cards that we, if we don't have something, we can get something. Um, we use a lot of community resources um, all over the place. Um, we drive in the woods. Um, you know, we will, uh, we have a travel trailer that we use to, it's, it's like a mobile drop-in thing. Valley Youth House is a nonprofit organization that for more than 50 years has provided vital services and shelter for young people experiencing homelessness. The organization works with various counties across southeastern Pennsylvania, including Bucks and Montgomery. Sitting in the passenger seat next to Woody is Megan Macarena. She's Valley Youth House's associate director for the Bucks County and Montgomery County Street Outreach and Rapid Rehousing Programs. We only have one youth shelter in Bucks County, and that's through our agency, Valley Youth House, um, and it serves ages infant through 18 years old. But like every shelter, there's a wait list. Valley Youth House has plenty of services to offer children and young adults, such as housing assistance, housing stability coaches, life skills development, and mentoring. There's a clear track record of success and heartwarming stories. I had a girl one time that was just like drove up next to me, saw my vehicle, and I worked with her. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, yo, like how you, Woody? What's up? You still doing?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, what are you doing?" And like, quick conversation at the red light, and she's like, "Yeah, I became a nurse, and I'm like doing like really good things." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you know." And then unfortunately, there's a there's a dark side of that too. Some young people cycle through the system. A job at a fast food chain or retail store doesn't pay enough for young folks to sustain themselves. Macarena says that's especially true in Bucks County, where the average rental price of a one-bedroom apartment can be upwards of $1,600. Housing is too expensive for young people who lack the necessary independent skills. Um, that's your soft skills, your hard skills. Um, we will attempt to teach them to the youth, but there's also a lot of, there's banking, there's budgeting, um, helping them get their high school diploma or a GED, helping them enroll in a secondary education, helping them with job education and employment. We can do all of those things, but I think sometimes it's, the youth feel hopeless. There's also a sense of unwelcomeness. In a mostly affluent county where the median household income is $99,000, some unhoused youth in Bucks County don't feel acknowledged when they are in need of help. I had a youth one time that I was talking to, and I, I asked them if they needed any supplies or anything like that. And they're like, no, I just, I'm just glad you're just acknowledging that I'm here. Because I, I think that's like a whole forgotten people until it gets, quote-unquote, out of control. You know, it's like, oh, there's encampments all over the place. Like, this is getting insane. And then they address it. But you didn't address them before they got in that situation. You didn't, you didn't talk to them. In the end... 
this perception of wealth everywhere in the suburbs lulls people into a false sense of security when the topic of youth homelessness comes up. Supporting WHYY, Penn Medicine, helping to find new cures for cancer. With life-saving clinical trials and advanced surgical techniques, Penn Medicine is offering more hope for patients everywhere. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash cancer. Penn Medicine, what's next? Stephanie Senna is the executive director of Breaking Bread Community Shelter in Upper Darby. She's also the anti-poverty fellow at Villanova University's Charles Woodger School of Law. She founded this low-barrier shelter in 2022. As I received a tour of the place, Senna emphasized that this is not the solution, but it beats sleeping outside. How many people do you currently house right now? Currently we house 17, but uh, once we're fully renovated, I think we can really house uh, up to 50. So, you know, as homelessness increases, we need to make space. However, um, the real solution is not shelter. The real solution is housing. And so I would prefer that the government spend more of its resources in housing than on shelter. Hi, Christina. How are you? Sorry. Thank you. One of her residents is under the age of 24. Senna says youth homelessness in Delaware County and the surrounding region is worsening. I don't think that there's a county in the country that is not getting hit by this um, by this crisis. I don't think that the suburbs were prepared for this crisis um, because often the re- the federal and state resources that go to addressing homelessness have often been concentrated in the cities. Uh, and, all, and many times when we think about homelessness, we think about the big cities. And so people in the suburbs who also were experiencing homelessness, and that's increasing dramatically, have had really no place to go. Sinna says unhoused suburban youth face many challenges. Firstly, suburban municipalities offer fewer resources than in the city. Montgomery County, for example, has no 24-7 year-round shelter for adults, meaning young adults receiving housing assistance don't have a fallback option. But then there's the second challenge, which is really about um, about political will and ideology. The suburbs um, are really where uh, we had white flight. She points to the history of white flight, white people leaving cities in droves to escape changing demographics, as a contributor to this mindset. There is a culture in the suburbs of people who um, not only don't want to address homelessness, but also don't want to see it as a problem at all. It is in their interest if, if it's hidden, really. And so, um, so a youth who is homeless in the suburbs will not just have a harder time accessing shelter, but also have uh, having a harder time getting the people in the suburbs to address the housing crisis, to address the systemic problem. From ordinances created to prevent people from sleeping outside to attempts to clear encampments, Senna says some municipalities have opted to mask youth homelessness rather than move to solve it. So if you are a youth and sleeping on the streets, it is almost impossible for you to avoid uh, committing some kind of crime that has been made a crime by townships like Norristown who refuse to address the problem and instead have swept it under the rug and have decided that it's better for these people to be in prison um, than to be 
in housing. When I spoke to Senna in October, she was just on her way back from Geneva, Switzerland. She was one of more than 70 advocates from various civil society organizations speaking before the United Nations Human Rights Committee. The committee was reviewing the U.S.'s compliance with the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. There, activists like Senna turned their backs on U.S. officials. In the United States, when I try to say this is inhuman, inhumane, what we are, what we are um, making, putting our youth through, um, this is, it is inhumane to allow children to be unhoused, um, house hopping, sleeping in cars with their parents for years um, in the richest country. And sometimes I feel in the United States like just saying that makes me some kind of radical. Um, it was such a paradigm shift to go to the UN where um, everyone agreed with us and it was validating to know, no, it's not, um, it, this is not normal. It's not normal to allow children to sleep on the street. It's not normal to push people who are homeless out of your township. It is not normal to deny access to housing. Senna firmly believes youth homelessness is an issue that could be solved if there was enough political will. Pointing to Pennsylvania's Rainy Day Fund, which is in excess of more than $6 billion, Senna says the state has the means to do so. The United States has... Uh, really, we don't have a, re a resource uh, shortage. We have a priority crisis, right? So, so we are just, we could, we could end youth homelessness tomorrow. Um, we have more vacant houses uh, that are owned by equity firms than we have children who are on the streets. Um, we have more vacant houses owned by cities' housing authorities than we have children on the streets. The suburbs of Philadelphia are going through a political metamorphosis. Once a cocoon of conservative politics in the last decade, Democrats have flipped the county government in Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery counties. In 2019, Delaware County Democrats snatched control of Delco Council for the first time since the Civil War. Since this new group of elected officials have taken control, they've already begun to make changes to Delco's homelessness policies. At times, Delco previously directed outreach workers to take unhoused people across state lines to a shelter in Delaware when there wasn't enough shelter space. That practice has ended. Delco officials have also stopped screening unhoused people for warrants related to fines at their shelters. A lot of this progress can be attributed to members of the county's new housing coalition. Dr. Monica Taylor, chair of Delaware County Council, says it's been a wonderful experience. And it's 87 people and groups and organizations who are represented in that. And we have the unhoused working group. We have the rental stability, rapid rehousing working group. And then we also have the homeowner working group because our goal is to get those who are unhoused into being uh, stable renters. And then eventually we want them to buy homes in Delaware County, right, and be able to do so. And thinking about how we expand that access. The coalition is reviewing all of the county's policies, procedures, and gaps in an effort to overhaul affordable housing in Delco. She says these conversations have already proven fruitful. We're trying to put together three main priorities to come out of this from each one of the subgroups and then action items on how we can achieve those goals. 
Taylor says there have already been some gaps identified in Delaware County's system. Unlike Bucks in Montgomery counties, Delco does not work with a contractor like Valley Youth House to help folks under the age of 24. But like its suburban counterparts, homelessness in Delco has generally increased over the past three years for youth and young adults. And while Delco has shelters designed for family units, no such place exists in Delco specifically for young adults. One of our biggest obstacles is really trying to find providers in this space. Um, when we went for the low barrier shelter, we actually had to put that out for RFP three times before we got anyone to put in a proposal. And as Delco eyes a non-congregate shelter, the county will likely meet another obstacle, local zoning boards. Philadelphia is a city and a county, therefore it has no other local jurisdiction to contend with if it wants to erect a shelter space or an affordable housing unit. But in the suburbs, that is not the case. If Delco wants to place a shelter in one of its 49 municipalities, it would need their approval. You have to work with all 49 or whichever one we're planning to purchase a facility in or a site in to make sure that they're okay with the zoning and all those pieces. So there's so many layers uh, before we can get approvals. Dr. Tamara Williams, who oversees the Montgomery County Department of Health and Human Services, says Monco faces a similar obstacle, buy-in from its communities. We rely on and need the collaboration with our 62 municipalities to be able to um, really bring some of these programs to full fruition, particularly those related to um, housing. Um, and that's really the full continuum of housing, whether we're talking about short-term uh, emergency shelters or permanent uh, long-term housing. Uh, and that is where we see some challenges. Montgomery County recently wrapped up its Homelessness Task Force. Kaylee Silver from Monco's Office of Housing and Community Development says several municipalities, including Lansdale, West Norton, Lower Marion, and Upper Marion, rolled up their sleeves to develop plans to bring online a variety of housing solutions. Silver says the county has been working on a deep dive into the data of local community needs around eviction rates, rising housing costs, shelter needs, and what it would take in order for the community to really address the issue. Upper Marion Area Housing is already looking to act. This is one capital project that we um, are working with them to bring on possibly 16 units of affordably priced supportive housing that will be targeted towards uh, youth age 18 to 24 experiencing homelessness and be able to provide them with supportive and permanently affordable priced housing. Dr. Williams envisions a county where this is the norm. We really would like to see uh, all municipalities uh, be able to uh, uh, work with us in a collaborative way uh, so that we can have uh, more uh, housing affordability in the county. When it comes to solutions, Macareno from Valley Youth House says it takes a village. We need all community members and mayors and officials on board with perhaps purchasing some abandoned buildings in within the community. So it takes community members actually committing and stepping up and maybe, you know, helping to revamp some of these abandoned buildings and turning it into shelters or turning it into, a, you know, a low income or for, more affordable uh, housing, you know, uh, location. So I think it just it, it takes everyone to be on board. 
Woody says that Valley Youth House has been trying to draft outside-of-the-box solutions, like a community of tiny homes to address suburban youth homelessness. He says viewing this as just a money issue is the wrong way to think about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone gave us like a couple million dollars, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, sorry, guys, it's not gonna, we don't need that. Those are beneficial, but what's the end result? You know, like, like yeah, a bigger shelter, but like, it's just, gonna, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Like, there needs to be more affordable housing on the back end. There needs to be more um, think-outside-the-box stuff. I'm really trying to embrace that this is a community. Senna says there are things officials can do now to address the crisis. On the state level, she called on the General Assembly to look toward the Rainy Day Fund for resources. According to the Annie E. Casey Foundation's A Thrive by 25 Brief, Programs across the federal government use one of three definitions of homelessness. The brief says the education definition used by U.S. public schools is considered the broadest, while the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development's definition is considered the most restrictive. Senna says this must change. One of the biggest things we could do overnight is making the definition of who is homeless, according to HUD, more flexible and open to allow for the children who are couch surfing or in abandoned cars, because those children are also homeless. They do not have stable housing. And if HUD continues to not count them in the numbers, then HUD will continue to under-resource this population. There is an act before Congress right now called the Homeless Children and Youth Act, which would align HUD's definition of homelessness with other federal programs. Senna says this country cannot solve youth homelessness or any form of homelessness through the market. She says the market created these problems, so it cannot be depended on for solutions. I see this becoming more and more challenging as numbers increase, Suburbs are um, also increasing their ordinances that make sleeping outside illegal. Um, And so this is devastating right now. She finds her glimmer of hope in the elected officials who are working to convince their colleagues that there is a need. She also says the people facing this problem in their own lives and advocates who work with unhoused youth also fuel her belief that there could be a better future. Back in Pottstown, Mark Boris from Access Services walks us along the Schuylkill River Trail, stopping intermittently to greet every encampment resident he saw, providing them with water, socks, and Pop-Tarts, and reminding them of their medical appointments. While this is his normal routine, he's in crisis mode. Sometimes that feels like you're saying dramatic things, but there, the, the crisis is the gap in affordable housing, which is getting worse, not better. Um, the, the spike, the increase in volume, the number of people who are living outside is way higher than it's ever been. Um, and that number is going up, not going down. Um, and then the third thing I think makes it a crisis is our collective response to it at this point. We've not sort of figured out that this is a problem that is a crisis that's staying with us that requires us to do something different about it. Bors wants innovative solutions. Systemic solutions to systemic problems. Systemic problems that we collectively created. We can't just assume 
that when we see something, we, we can refer them to something and that will be okay. It really requires us moving forward to say, how do we come together as a whole community and offer a response that, that bring, has all of us coming together for a solution? Making light of a dark situation, Colt says living outside has become somewhat of a social experiment for him, an exercise for love. When I first came out here, like maybe, probably exactly a year from now, very likely, I came with, came up with like the brilliant idea to like, like put myself, keep myself in this, this terrible, terrible place and see if I can find someone who actually likes me for who I am, not for what I have, you know, because I don't have anything except for like the clothes I'm wearing, whatever's in their pockets and, um, the shoes on my feet. While Philadelphia and its surrounding suburbs may have many differences, the crisis of youth homelessness is one thing they share. The path to changing the existing state of affairs is largely the same. Acknowledgement of the problem, more money and resources, a shift in priorities, and addressing the universal root causes of youth homelessness, such as poverty and housing affordability, that we have reported on. Young, Unhoused and Unseen is a production of WHYY News in Temple University's Klein College's Logan Center for Urban Investigative Reporting. I'm Kenny Cooper, co-host, producer, and a reporter at WHYY. My co-host and senior producer is Yvonne Laddie. She is the director of Temple's Logan Center. Funding for this podcast has been provided by WHYY, the Annie E. Casey Foundation, and Temple University's Klein College of Media and Communication. Our executive producer is Sarah Glover, WHYY's VP of News and Civic Dialogue. Our editors are Jordan Gaspare and Jamila Bay. Music by Drew Levine. Our engineer is Al Banks. Colin Evans is our data editor. Our production assistants are Allison Beck and Natalie Wrights. Additional production support was given by Jim McMillan. Special thanks to the Jonathan Logan Family Foundation the Housing Narrative Lab, Breaking Bread Community Shelter, Access Services, Valley Youth House, and Colt Steinmetz, who shared a story. Please rate and review wherever you are listening and hit us up on social. We want to hear from you. Check out our stories on homelessness and the housing crisis in the Philadelphia region on whyy.org. Please join us in this conversation. Thanks for listening.